Let's say it. The Word of God is truth. If I live the Word, I will be blessed. And if I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. You think it's just that simple? Yes. You can all be seated. Good to have you here tonight in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to the book of Luke chapter 9. We're going to be reading there about uh, James and John and Jesus coming into the area of Samaria. And uh, really, honey, we, we have a divine appointment on this earth, every single person. And that whether we all fulfill our God-given destiny on this earth or not is between us and God. But all of us have one thing in common, and that is that we are to walk on this earth with God's love manifest in our life for all people, no matter what they're like. And, uh, and the title that kind of dropped in my spirit was, Don't Forget Love. And that how many of you, when you watch television, I am a news junkie, I will admit it. I'm totally addicted to news. I was addicted to it before I got saved. I got addicted to it. I stayed addicted after I got saved. And now, with the end times approaching, I am more addicted than ever to watch the news to see how it is lined up with the Word. But how many of you just find sometimes you just find things on there that can just rev you up emotionally and maybe bring you out, two of you, I'm glad you two came tonight, uh, that, that just you see things and you can't just can't imagine how brain dead some people seem to be with absolutely no common sense yet in the midst of all of this we are called to walk in love toward everyone because every person on the face of the earth is a child of God either with God and walking with God through the covenant the new covenant or the old covenant through the Abrahamic covenant or they're separated from God And that we need to see people the way God sees people. And God is a God of love. He is love. And he loves every single person on the face of the earth. You know, we're really called to rescue people. Uh, There's a song, an old hymn that said, Rescue the Perishing. Uh, And, you know, most of the world that's in trouble, they don't know they're perishing. Uh, People even who have been believers, walked with God, but get deceived uh, you know, deception has a way of becoming truth to people. And uh, and when they believe a lie, then they begin to act on that lie. And so they're, they're a captive. They're, they're captivated by those wrong thoughts, but still they're a captive, even though you think, I thought they knew the truth. Well, they did know the truth, but the enemy found a way in to deceive. And where there's deception, then there's no real, real reality to the truth of the word of God anymore. Their eyes have been blinded. And so we're on a mission to rescue the perishing, whether they've known the Lord and, and fallen away or whether they've never known the Lord and have no idea that they're perishing, have no measurement by which to measure their lives other than if it feels okay, we just, we just do whatever. We're not you know, the world's way is we, we're not hurting anybody else, so we can do whatever we want to do. And they live by that standard. So we're, we're not on a condemning mission. We're on a rescue mission, according to the Word of God. Because Jesus said, I, I, you know, God said, I'm not coming to the world, not sending Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but through him, 
by the conviction, everybody say conviction, of the Holy Spirit, they'll be saved. That they'll be rescued or delivered from what the enemy is doing in their lives. How many of you love everyone in your family? You may not like them all the time, but how many of you love everyone in your family? How many of you love all of your children, all of your grandchildren? You may not like what they do all of the time, but, uh, but you, you love them. Well, if you could just take that feeling that you have for your family and look at it from God's perspective, He loves everyone on the face of the earth, no matter what they're doing. He loves people who do evil things. God hates evil, but he loves people. And that you and I are called to love everyone. And years ago, I'll never forget this message. It was delivered by T.L. Osborne out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I bet a lot of people never heard of him. How many of you have never heard of T.L. Osborne? Oh, a lot of you. At one time, he probably ministered to more people on the face of the earth than any living person before all of the modern technology. And he was based out of Tulsa. He's going on to be with the Lord, hasn't he? But he was at Victory quite a bit. And he said, everyone on the face of the earth share the two, dominant, uh, two common de- uh, uh, desires, two dominant desires. Number one is to be loved. And number two is to love. To be loved by someone and to love someone. Everyone on the face of the earth. And when he said that, I I just perked up and I thought, wow, that really makes sense. How many of you like to be loved? All of you do. And all of you like to love somebody. But sometimes in the process, people don't act the way we think they should act. Have you found, as I found, that some people are a whole lot easier to love than others? Everybody's hands should be raised right now. There are a whole lot of people out there, oh, you are so easy to love. And there are a whole lot of people like, I'm going to do this because I know I'm going to get in trouble if I don't. But I don't feel like it. And uh, what we do is don't operate by our feelings. We walk in love. And and I know when I first got saved, I didn't love myself. Uh, I didn't love what I had done. I didn't love what had been done to me. I didn't love what I had done to other people. But then when I found out how much God loved me, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that God loved me in spite of myself. I could not believe the things that I would start to read in the Bible until I really started to embrace the love of God and see myself the way God saw me. And and then it gives you a whole different perspective of life, honey. You know, I think in the world, everything's judged by actions. So, you know, that's just the way we're, we're trained is by actions. But it's clear in Romans, it says nothing. Everybody say nothing. Does everybody know what nothing means? That means not anything, nothing, nothing. And, and it's in the word of God and the word is truth. You know, it says the word is truth because it's inspired by God. But this is what it says. Um, for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor present things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Everybody say, that's the word. And so, you know, God loves us no matter where we are in our walk. Uh, now, you know, of course, our behavior oftentimes opens the door to the enemy or it opens the door to the blessings of God, but it doesn't ever change love. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but even at those hardest times in parents' lives 
where their children are doing the, the most difficult things to endure as a parent. How many of you as a parent know that your children can wound you more than anybody else in the whole wide world? And so, you know, <laughs> when that happens, to walk in love in that situation is actually easier th- than with other people. Why? Because they're your children and you love them. That's why they can hurt you. Do you know if that love puts you in a position to be hurt? But God said, I so love the world that I will give my only son to save them. That's the kind of love he has. Now, that's even beyond what we can imagine. But when I think of situations through my life, things, you know, that I used to do to my mother, I'm sure she would have loved to give me away, especially when I was in about seventh and eighth grade because I was... I had a mouth that wouldn't stop. Tell them what you used to sing. Well, I used to sing, Mary and Lou, I hate you. Mary and Lou, I hate you. <laughs> Till Mary and Lou went pow. I ended up in the staircase, and then I, I just went up higher and sang it. Hallelujah. I got wise. No, everybody say rebellion. <laughs> you, know, the, you know, rebellion is, is, uh, just destroys people's lives. And, uh, you know, I'm not for beating children, but I am for disciplining children. And I believe we have a huge discipline problem in the world. And it starts with people's love for God and their ability to obey God. And, you know, it says if you can't obey an authority, you see how we ever obey an authority that you don't see. But how many of you believe God's just up there saying, I love them, but I can't wait to just get them? I don't think that's God's way at all. I think God is a, a disciplinarian in that he corrects and teaches his children because he loves them. And so, uh, you know, we have to have that same heart as what God has. We do have it. Everybody say, I do have it. Because it says in Romans, the love of God has been shed abroad in all the hearts of people who know him. So uh, we have it. It's just tapping into that in those situations where we'd like to do many other things besides walk in love. And that love, that agape love, you said, you know, like sometimes hard uh, love your children like that unconditionally. Same thing with a mate. You know, you can have opportunities sometimes when you go, I'm going to love you as an act of my will, even though I don't feel like it today. We don't operate by feelings. We operate as a decision because agape love is a love that's a, a love based on a decision. I'm going to love because I am commanded to love, and I'm going to forgive, and I'm going to walk in that love because it's my desire to do what God said. So turn to your neighbor and say, God wants you to love everyone. God wants you to love everyone. Now, it's not their actions that you love, and you don't condone actions, but you love the person. Now, this is really kind of a refresher course because every one of you are going to say yes and amen to everything you hear tonight, although you're going to think about some people that are a little bit harder to love than others. I'm sure about that. But... But what happens is is sometimes we need a refresher course to say, well, I used to be like that, but I'm not any longer. How a person acts has no bearing on our love walk. Our love walk is based on a decision of complying with what God said, and God has already given us the ability. So let's just say, I have the ability. I have the ability. To love anyone. To love anyone. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anytime. Anytime. Now, Jesus had been teaching on this 
continually to the disciples. And we're going to be reading in Luke chapter 9 because James and John apparently weren't really getting it. And as, they, as they're coming into Samaria, I'll set the stage. They're coming into Samaria. And they're getting ready to send a, a message ahead, and they're going to send James and John, and they're going to tell the people that Jesus is coming, and they're going to give them a chance to get prepared for them. Have you ever gone to somebody with some good news and tried to share something with them, and just all hell seemed to break loose at the time? And you say, oh, thank you so much for that slap in the face. Oh, thank you. I really needed that. There, there's a oh, laugh-in. Oh, no, no. Oh, I can't think of it. Bill O'Brien, you would know. Ace Trucking Company, does it ring a bell? Bill, if I stump Bill, it is really a stump. Never mind. We'll come to that later. In Luke chapter 9. It, I'm too young to know. Oh, it was this guy. You'd always come up and beat him, and he'd, you'd always hit. <laughs> That's cute. And, and he'd say, thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. I'm, I'm sorry. Anyway, in, uh, way off the subject here. Come back to me, please. Luke chapter 9, verse 51. Now it came to pass when the time had come for Jesus to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And he sent messengers before his face, and as they went, they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they didn't receive him because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem and with his disciples James and John now they've been they've been part of this love message here in Jesus speech on love preach on love and when his disciples James and John saw this they said Lord do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume all of them just as Elijah did and and Jesus rebuked them and said you don't know what manner of spirit you are I came, the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. They were ready to wipe out all the Samaritans because they didn't want to receive Jesus. And Jesus said, wait a minute, you, you got the wrong spirit operating in you. Do you know at a moment's notice we can have the wrong spirit operating with us? And the fruit of the Holy Spirit that should be in us is the one that is the spirit of love that we just love everybody. We may not hang out with everybody. We may not fellowship with everybody, but we can love everybody if we understand that, you know, we have six children total. We love them all. Some sometimes are easier to love than others, but we love them all. Uh, we want them all serving God. There's nothing I would love more than for all of our children to be everything that God's called them to be and for everybody out here to be praying for them and wanting the same thing because they're our children. That is exactly how God feels about every single person on the face of the earth. God created every single person on the face of this earth, and he sent Jesus as an act of his love to restore them so that they would see in other people the love of Jesus and they would be drawn to this. You will never know how many people will be drawn to God through your love for them in spite of how they treat you. People will think you're weird if you love everybody no matter what they do to you. But, honey, that is exactly the life that we're called to live, just to love people. And I remember when I first got saved, the love message was new to me. I didn't understand it. And then when, I, when we went to Tulsa and got into a church, I thought, wow, this is heaven. We're, we're in a church, and everybody knows Jesus. And everybody walks in love. Wow, I was really shocked 
because everybody didn't walk in love. There were a lot of challenges. As a matter of fact, I used to think of people who didn't know the Lord that I would trust more walking in love with than some of the people I met in the body of Christ because they were judgmental, uh, always picking about things, always upset with things, and not really acting the way, not Billy Joe or Sharon or not the people we worked directly with out there, but other people who would say, oh, yeah, I know Jesus, and then the next moment you had to count your fingers or whatever to make sure they were still there because people... People. It wasn't quite that bad, but you know what he said. Now, now, what it is, well, it's like the guy who sold me the car. You know, it's the biggest limit I ever had. I'd rather have a car shark buy it from him, the guy that I bought it from at the time. Remember the tra- three transmissions later? Uh, now, anyway, that's another story, okay? But I am walking in love. Oh, yeah, he is. I've forgotten How that. How long ago was that? 30 years yeah, ago, yeah. but I've forgotten it yeah, totally. <laughs> now... <laughs> There are it was spirit- a trauma, to say the least. <laughs> there are spirits vying for control of you. They really are. And and when you get into that spirit of the world, it's a judgmental spirit. And and what happens, that's what Jesus said. Hey, you don't know what spirit you are. And, and he had been teaching them. I came to save the world because I love the world and my father loves the world. And I didn't come to condemn the world. I came to love it. And all of a sudden, something went wrong. Turn to your neighbor. This is not a bad confession. And just say, something possibly can always go wrong. Something possibly can always go wrong. Now, I know some of you might say, I'm not going to make that confession. Well, live on. But the chances are that you are going to accomplish or you're going to face something that somebody does and it just doesn't line up with the way it should. How about if we love them right in the midst of it instead of telling them what we think of them? You know, loving somebody through a hard time is not accepting the way they're being or acting. And I found that sometimes when in counseling parents about their children, you know, well, if I just love them, you know, and encourage them, that means that I I'm approving of what they're doing. No, you know, you can make it clear to someone, you know, I don't agree with what you're doing and these will be the consequences of what you're doing, but I will love you no matter what you walk through. I will not stop loving you. You know, I received a a text the other day from someone and they have a child that's really gotten into drugs really heavily. And because I have a nephew that has been in that situation, I I can empathize with this situation. And, uh, you know, no matter how many times that child has done the wrong thing, even to their parents, how many of you know wicked spirits don't care who you are? I mean, they will, they will attack, they will hurt, they will lie, they will cheat. And, and so we're not dealing with that person. We're dealing with the spirits that they've allowed to take control of the situation. I'm not saying they're possessed, but they're allowing them to influence all their decisions. And so the, the text that I got was, please pray, you know, uh, because I know these things are happening by the spirit. Everybody say by the spirit. You know, God puts in us a spirit of uh, love, uh, a, a life that causes us to know things about people, that he can speak to us about people. And, you know, when he does that, that is connected to his love. Because, uh, you know, when you have you ever heard God speak to your spirit about someone and, you know, God's wanting you to pray for him and, 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 and they've really hurt somebody that you really care about and you have a tendency to want to go after 
you want to go after them too and you don't even know you don't even have both sides of the story yet you know but but in the spirit everybody say in the spirit see we are we are spirit beings and so in our spirits we have a desire to act like god but we also deal with the flesh that's coming against us and so when we when we hear about these situations and that's the, what's happening to this mom she knows in her spirit something is happening with her with her child and so she's stirred up to do something about it she can't identify what it is but she knows because it's her child but her heart is not to discipline it's to rescue and then deal with it after the fact does that make sense because there are things that will have to be dealt with for this child to get free. But her heart, her spirit man, is grieving for something that she can't even see in the natural because they're connected. Everybody say connected. And I believe that God grieves over his children. You know, a grief that, you know, we have everything available to us, but we're making decisions that cause us to be in situations where it's not going to happen because of our choices. And so we're part of the kingdom of God. We in the earth... Uh, I remember years ago I was working at ORU, and I've told this to this congregation before, but if you've never heard it, I was in a time where I would see things not just in other people but in myself. And the Lord said to me, ask to see through my eyes. And when you look through my eyes, you will see what I see, which is not condemnation, which is love and mercy and this wanting to rescue and save because that's what that's why jesus came was to save the world to save people so you know when you can't find any way to do it in the natural ask the lord let me see this situation through your eyes and he will show you things about people's lives that will really break your heart because you know i think it breaks god's heart when he sees his children living like that. And that's what the Holy Spirit really enables us to do. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive Christ, then you, you have that love. Yeah. And when you want to see people the way God sees them, you don't see the mistakes they make. Every single one of us make mistakes. You can do this. You can turn to your neighbor and tell them you make mistakes. <laughs> we, we all make mistakes. We I really thank mistakes. God. I have a wife. We had to learn to grow together. Yeah. When we first got married, but but uh, I thank God. I I feel her unconditional love. Now every once in a while it wavers a little bit because I've tipped the scales too far and we have to get back on there. But 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 uh, I feel her unconditional love. Now that doesn't mean she likes everything that I do. She thinks I'm funny all the time, even though she won't admit it. But. But I do know that she loves me unconditionally, so that way we can flow together, realizing that, uh uh-oh, I am in a doghouse here. I've created a mess because she does not like what I did. Everybody say this. There's a big difference. There's a big difference. Between I don't like that. I I don't like that. And I don't love you. And I don't love you. And let me tell you, when we first got married, when she didn't like something that I did, it crushed me because I associated liking with love. If you don't like everything I do, you must not love me. Well, I found out that's going to be a long marriage because she does not like everything I do. So, uh, but I do understand that she loves me. In sp- does that make sense? Yeah, Am I making does. sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that sometimes if we don't love ourselves, um, what I'm leading into is Mark chapter 12. 
if you don't love yourself the way God loves you, you will be looking for love in all the wrong places. You'll be looking at it from your mate trying to get it. And that's not where you get that love from. That love comes from God. And there'll be times when your mate will not like what you do. You will not like what they do, but that's not love. Unconditional love is not saying, do whatever you want to do, and I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Unconditional love doesn't say, I like everything you do. Unconditional love comes from God. And in Mark chapter uh, 12, is verses 28 through 34. It, 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 you know the scripture if you've been in this church a while. It, it, Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. And to love your fellow man or your neighbor as yourself. And that once we do that, we have fulfilled God's master plan for each one of our lives. And then when the scribe who asked that question responded with that answer, Jesus said in verse number 34, he said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. What are we called to do? Matthew 6.10, not my will, but your will be done. We are called to bring God's kingdom into this earth through our lives, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and that everywhere that we go, we walk in that love, and that people are drawn to the love and the goodness of God when they see it displayed in us. I believe as we get closer and closer to the end times, all that you read, if you study the end times, everything that you read about the end times that Jesus said is going to happen is going to happen. Everything that is in Daniel, everything that is in Ezekiel, God put it in there to tell us it's going to happen. When it's going to happen, we're not positive. It's all going to happen. But it does not change the master plan for us to walk in love. It is the will of God for every single member of ISIS to get saved. How many of you believe that? It is the will of God for every single terrorist to get saved. It is the will of God for every abortion doctor to get saved. It is the will of God for every person on the face of the earth to encounter Jesus, accept Jesus, let that love come in, and let their life be totally transformed. We are carried. Now, we don't accept what they're doing. We don't, we don't condone that at all, but we do know that we have a mission to love every single person on the face of the earth. There's a difference between love and like, and when you separate it and realize it's a difference of a spirit, the Holy Spirit versus just the spirit of the world gives you the ability to walk in a different walk. And, and I said that earlier, and I don't know why, I just keep coming back to it. But you don't like everything I do. That's, that's not a put down. I mean, sometimes I cross the line. Very seldom, but sometimes I cross the line. But I know you love me, and, and vice versa. So therefore, it's a wonderful marriage. Because no matter what we do, we have unconditional love flowing between the two of us. Eventually, you'll see it my way, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Uh, can, unconditional love can drop it. Everybody say drop it. Yeah. You know, there are times when you just need to drop it. Uh, sometimes Pastor Bill does push over the line a little bit because he loves to tease. And my sister is always saying to him, my mother would be sending you to your room because she got sent to her room a lot for teasing me. <laughs> and I didn't take teasing very well, but I, I'm much better now with Pastor Bill. But there is a point where I don't think it's funny anymore. How, how many of you ever reached that point? Yeah, but you eventually get but, over that point. But I have learned this. <laughs> I have learned this. Drop it. You know, don't 
don't let it affect who you are. God said to me one day, standing right back there, uh, kind of where Mark and Laurel, I was just came into service, standing back there, and I heard this. Don't let what anybody else does to you change who you are. It just stopped me right there. Uh, you know, because uh, if you've ever been in a situation where you've been rejected, you know, I went through divorce and, div- uh, you know, death is can be a rejection to people because the person leaves, you know, and, and there's stages people go through through walking out that process of death. But rejection, I believe, from divorce is the worst because the person is still there. And every time you see them, you remember, again, they rejected you. And God has to heal you from that. However, it becomes a tool that the enemy will use over and over and over again. And uh, I, I like everybody to like me. You know, now some people, it doesn't bother them if people don't like them. Uh, but it, it bothers me. But it doesn't make me always effective for the kingdom of God if I can't just love people and drop it. Everybody say drop it. <laughs> just drop it. Because whatever they're doing, Jesus said, forgive them because they know not what they do. And they're entering into a place of strife. So don't get in it. You know, save them and yourself. Love can do that. And, and as you were talking, I don't know why this God was speaking to me because he healed my life through this scripture. It says, John, 1 John four seventeen. love has been perfected among us. That's God's love. That in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Uh, you know, I believe I just heard this as you were speaking, that what we will walk through in the last days, love will keep us from being harmed. But if we don't walk in love, we will be harmed for this is the reason there is no fear in love. See, you won't be afraid of what goes on around you. If you're in love, everybody say in love. Now I don't talk, I don't mean in love with yourself or in love with your, Oh, he's just, I just love him, love him, love him. That lasts about, I don't know, sometimes a week, sometimes a year, you know, sometimes it's over before we get him down the aisle. Hallelujah. You know, it's just, if you're going to judge it by that, but everybody say fear, fear is a real thing. It's the devil's number one tool to steal faith. Faith works by Faith works by love. Galatians 5. Oh, thank you, God. This is really good. Okay, so there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. He who fears has not been made perfect in love. What that means is not that you don't have it. You haven't learned to walk in it to a point where fear cannot attack you. I really believe that's God because you were talking. I'm sorry if I look like my eyes were going in a different direction. They were because it was like all this was coming to me. You know, we talk about the last days and all the things that are going to happen. And in the evil day, we will have to be fearless. There's only one place where you're fearless, and that's when you're in perfect love. Everybody say perfect love. So we are really going to have to practice this in the small places so that in the big places we will be able to stay safe. Does that make sense? That's a good word, honey. In, in, in Mark, uh, uh, what we just read about a love, if you do not see yourself and love yourself the way God loves you, I'm not talking about an unhealthy self-love. I'm talking about the love that was shed abroad when Jesus gave his life 
for each and every one of us because God loved us. And God loves us so much that he wants us to feel the love. He wants us to love ourselves the way he loves us so that that love can flow out of us to other people. I can't love other people the way God wants me to love them if I don't love myself. I don't even want to be around other people. How many of you know what I'm talking about? When you're really hurting, and, and, and many times the reason we hurt is because of something that was done to us, or we fa- think we have to defend ourselves, or something that happened years ago that comes back to our memory. What we have to do is have that healthy self-love that God gave us. I'm going to love other people the same way God loved me, and I feel about myself the way God feels about me, not perfect. I'll repent when I miss it, but I'm not going to condemn myself because there is therefore now no condemnation to those who walk in the Spirit. And so therefore, you get to the point that no matter what is done to you or said about you, you know how you feel about yourself. So therefore, you don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to be argumentative. uh, Argumentative. Argumentative. Did I pronounce it correctly? Argumentative. Okay. You don't have to argue with people. Everybody has a right to their own opinion, but you know how you feel about yourself. And and when you get to that point, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? I want to argue about that. No. I want to argue? Uh, well, uh, no. What? argumentative. Argumentative? Yeah, I think so. Argumentative? No. Argumentative? You sure? We better move on. We might have a demonstration of this message. You know what? I don't understand. You're talking about fear, all yeah. that. I don't understand how a man and a woman in the bathroom with the door shut and the lights off. You oh, can be, here we go. I'm seeing you. How, how anybody can be That's fearful. That's a no-no. How you can be fearful when you know there's only two people in there and, and the other one loves I'm you. I'm not fearful. I'm not fearful. Now, anyway. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't like somebody going, <laughs> with the lights out and me in the bathtub. I don't like it. That's not how it goes. It goes like this. <laughs> now, are you all right? I'm all right. I'm all right. But, but when this comes, when this just we're headed to demonstration. I can tell. I, I, here, we'll It'll probably it. be after we get home. Here's a real demonstration, but you have to move the microphone away. What do you do? How does it sound? It sounds like that. No, no. You, I'm talking about you. It sounds bad. <laughs> No, I'm saying the sound you make. I go, I scream. How, how, but I'm not scared. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. My, my flesh is scared, but my spirit's solid. If, if you're here and you are married, how many of you realize there is a line that every once in a while one of you crossed? So three hands. For, oh, you didn't raise your hand, did you? I now, at the person who in first, in, I, want to, I want to read this to you in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 because it's really, especially in the commentary, a great description on God's love that he wants us to have so that we can share it 
with every person on the face of this earth. And it says in verse number four, love suffers long, it's kind, does not envy, does not parade itself, is not puffed up, doesn't act rudely, does not seek its own, never provoked, thinks no evil, doesn't rejoice in iniquity, rejoices in truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, love never fails. Now, listen to this in the commentary. I just love this in this New King James commentary. Love suffer. Turn to your neighbor and say, this is for you tonight. This is for you tonight. And say to, and now turn back and say, and for me too. Yeah, for me too. <laughs> okay. Love suffers long, having patience with imperfect people. Love is kind, active in doing good, never is envious. Since it is non-possessive and non-competitive, it actually wants other people to get ahead. Hence, it never parades itself. This love is self-effacing quality. It is not ostentatious. Love is not puffed up, treating others arrogantly. It does not behave rudely when someone turns the light off in the bathroom and makes funny noise. No, I'm sorry. That is not in there. But displays good manners and courtesy. Love does not seek its own, insisting on its own rights and demanding precedence. Rather, it is unselfish. It is never provoked. It is not irritable or touchy, rough or hostile, but is graceful under pressure. Love never thinks evil. It does not keep an account of wrongs done to it. Instead, it erases resentfulness. Love does not rejoice in iniquity, finding satisfaction in the shortcomings of others and spreading an evil report. Rather, it rejoices in the truth, aggressively advertising the good. Love bears all things, defending and holding other people up. Love believes the best about others, credits them with only good intentions, is never suspicious, hopes, love hopes all things, never giving up on people, but affirming their future. Love endures all things, persevering and remaining loyal to the very end. That is powerful, honey. We need to put that in marriage ceremonies. Yeah. That would be good. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. It, it is done, my dear. Okay. But, you know, it, it, that reads easy, but I think all of us need a checkup from time to time and say, God, how am I doing on my love walk? Guess what God will do? He'll show you. He will show you. And and uh, it's no different than, than ball players that go to spring training and they learn the basics all over again. We, we need to concentrate on the basics. Am I really walking with the kind of love that God... If, if we would make that a habit in our life, to walk with that kind of love, we would see changes in our world. We really would. You know, um, earlier when, when Bill was speaking, I was thinking um, a lot of people use... Uh, actions or liking you or accepting you the way you are uh, and and they misinterpret that for love but they use it for manipulation to manipulate the person to do what they want them to and they find out that if they if they put them down about something they're doing the other person doesn't feel loved 
And so they're using that like and dislike for manipulation to bring the emotions of that person to the forefront. And uh, when, we, when we allow that to happen, you know, when people allow other people to manipulate them, that's when they enter into that torment. Because then it becomes all about performing for the other person. So, they'll, so they won't not love them when really the person is using it to manipulate them to get them to be what they want them to be. There's a lot of manipulation going on in the world today. A lot of manipulation. It has to do with trying to get people to be who they want them to be rather than causing people to be free to let God cause them to become all they can be. You know, they try to manipulate them to become what the... And they use the word. How many of you have ever heard somebody using the word to try to get somebody to be where they need to be? How many, how many of you believe there are people who are not even serving Jesus today because somebody tried to use the word? <laughs> and they were manipulating... They weren't loving. There's a difference. You know, when the word of God, I've found in my own life, I have to be careful, but when you use the word of God, according to the leading of the Holy Spirit, it brings life. When you use it with the wrong motive of manipulation, it causes death. And it'll cause people to flee. And so we have a responsibility as believers to walk in this kind of love that God has put within us so that we see the things that God wants to do. <laughs> and and really, <laughs> and and really, that's a, that's a great word. Uh, that's exactly what happened in Luke chapter nine. They were quoting the word of God. The word of God. You can use the word of God to try to control people, but it isn't God's will. But that's exactly. They say, "Hey, Elijah did it. Let's let's us go ahead and do it too. We're going to show these people a lesson." And when you love yourself the way God wants you to love yourself, you will never be controlled by an individual or individuals. You will be confident in who you yeah. are in Christ. And, uh, and the, uh, the uh, scripture in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, it's why it takes on such a powerful meaning uh, through faith, hope, and love. But the greatest gift is love. The greatest gift is the gift of love. And uh, that we're, we're on a mission down here. I, I don't know why. I just I, I had this in my spirit today that, that we're on a rescue mission. And that's what Jesus said. I've come to, to rescue the world, really. And that, uh, and that uh, uh, not to, to search and destroy. This thought came to in the military that you have search and rescue. And that's where you go out and you want to rescue people. And then, and then in the military, you have search and destroy. You're out to destroy the enemy. Well, the enemy will be destroyed by God. But we're on a search and rescue mission. And if it's moving and if it's walking, we are going out to rescue it. And we're going to do it by showing the love of Jesus everywhere that we go. Honey, the most powerful gift is the gift of love. If, if you walk in love time and time again, I believe it's right back to what T.L. Osborne said years ago. Every person on the face of the earth is looking to be loved and to have somebody to love. And if we do that, we're going to fulfill the great plan that God has for us. You know, when we started this church, uh, God told us love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Uh, three things that, that we feel are really the mission of this church. Love. And many times when people come here and we ask, you know, what, what really uh, drew you, you know, to stay here in this church? They say the love. Everybody say the love. The love. The love. Acceptance is accepting people where they are. And forgiving is allowing people not not to make mistakes just to say, oh, it's okay to sin, but to allowing people, allow people to have shortcomings because 
they do have shortcomings. And uh, when we first came here, we were in the lower level of a bank building. It was really a basement, but my husband doesn't like to call it that. Uh, so it was called the lower level. But it was, it was, you know, underground. It had a few windows. But we would pray in there on Monday night some. And on one Monday night, we were praying. And I just heard this song. And it was, out of the depths of my infinite love, I will rescue you. Out of the depths of my infinite love, I will rescue you. Uh, I sent my son for the work to be be done, to rescue all mankind. And it's out of the depths of my infinite love that I will rescue you. And there was a whole tune to it and everything. So we put it on a CD that's back there called Resurrection River. Uh, and, and when we did that CD, the Lord gave me uh, that rescue, the perishing, to put with it. Uh, you know, God has been rescuing people from way, 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 way back there. But it says he demonstrated his love for us while we were yet sinners. Everybody say sinners. That's Romans 5, I think, 8. So God never has wanted people to not be rescued. He wants to rescue mankind from the place that they're in. That doesn't, that, that doesn't matter what their religion is. It doesn't matter what they've done. God is on a rescue mission. And if he's on that mission and we're his children, then we're on that mission. Amen? Let's all stand. You are part of a search and rescue team. How many of you, somebody led you to Jesus individually or somebody because of their actions and their love towards you pulled you toward the Lord. Can I see your hands? Uh, looks like, guys, looks like about 90% of you. I had a secretary, Jean Grenard. She's in heaven now. And Jean got saved at the First Assembly of God under Pastor Charles Hackett. And I was just, I, I was really a bad, bad news person during that era of my time. And, uh, and she would come to work, and, and I could tell she changed. And she'd just smile all the time. And back then, I had a foul mouth. And I would say things that just to try to get her to leave me alone. And she would just smile at me. Oh, it just drove me crazy. I know now it was the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Just drove me crazy. And she would always be smiling at me. And I just wanted her to get angry. I wanted her to respond. I didn't realize it, but I was really probably taunting her through the devil to try to get her to, you, nobody can be like that. We had a person one time in our church uh, said to somebody in the church, I'm not going to that church, that guy's a phony, and talking about me. And they said, why? And said, he smiles all the time and he's happy all the time, and nobody can be happy all the time. Well, he was right. I'm not happy all the time, but I try to get it back as soon as I lose it. How many of you realize you've been happy? You've been unhappy? It's better to be happy. Eric, tell your neighbor, it's better to be happy. But anyway, in that situation, she never gave up on me. She never, ever changed. And then she eventually led me to the man who shared Jesus. It was the love, and I didn't know it, but it was the love of Jesus that I saw in that lady that no matter how she treated me, how I treated her, she never changed. I'm sure there are probably many nights she could have gone home to her husband and said, I'm going to quit, or if he says it again, I'm going to wrap a book around his head or something. But she never, ever stopped. I believe... I got saved because of that woman's love for me. I really did. How many of you believe you need to walk in more love than you're walking in? Would you bow your heads with me just for a moment? I want to ask you the most important question you'll ever answer. 
Do you know that if you died tonight, you would be in heaven with Jesus? And if you can't answer yes to that question, it's time to settle it right now. It's time to come home to God. He loves you. You may be here like that prodigal son. You know in your heart you've walked away from God. God loves you. He wants you to come back. And all over this church, if you're here and you'd say, Pastor, you've described me. I want you to pray for me. I'm coming back to Jesus. I want you to lift your hand, and we're going to pray for you. We're going to take just a moment here. See that hand over there? Are there others you say, I, I know my life is not right with the Lord, but I want it to be. I want Jesus in my life. Are there others? Now, Sandy, I'm going to ask you to go over there and stay with that lady right there and pray with her. Let's all pray this prayer right now. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. That you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you died for my sins. I've sinned and I've made mistakes. I've sinned and I've made mistakes. But tonight I acknowledge you. But tonight I acknowledge you. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my heart. Take control of my life. Yes. The true desire of my heart, my heart. is to serve you. Now, honey, I'm speaking for myself. But I believe I'm speaking for everybody here. And you can pray for us. I know, even though I try to love everyone, I don't make it. There are times I can tell I just get frustrated. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to stay like that. So we can't put ourselves under condemnation when we miss it. But we've got to get back up and say, okay, today I missed it. But I'm not going to do it tomorrow minute by minute, hour by hour, we have the ability to love all of mankind. How many of you believe you can do a better job of what you've been doing? They're all yours, honey. Let's just all agree in prayer. Father, I thank you that you uh, have put within us your love. And so tonight, Lord, we ask you to cause us to dwell in that place where your love is in us. To, to keep our focus and our heart open to hear and, and to have our eyes uh, enlightened to what is the truth of your gospel, that you have called us into the earth to walk as you walked, as he is, that is, as Jesus is, as, as you are, Father. Love. God is love. That's what it says in First John. Let us love out of the love you've put in us. And for those, Lord, that are here tonight that struggle with loving themselves, uh, if that's you and you, you struggle uh, with that issue in your life because you know what you are, you know what you've done, if that's you, would you just lift your hand? I'm not going to have you come down here, but I'm going to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, you see the hands. I thank you, Lord, that you would you would give us a, a love for ourselves that's healthy. There's a healthy love, Lord, that you put on the inside of each one of us, or you wouldn't have said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so that love, Lord, I thank you that every person in this room will experience the love you have for them so that they can love others the way you love them. And I thank you, Lord, that the work of the enemy is stopped in our lives that would cause us to run after things that would draw us away from that love 
life and cause us to say and do things that in the end, the enemy will twist it, turn it against us and become accusational against us as well as the damage we might do somewhere else. We thank you, Lord, that we are believers and we believe the truth of the word of God. Therefore, we walk in love and in faith. And we thank you, Lord, that we will see the fulfillment of your word working in our lives as we put your word ahead of our feelings in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Hallelujah. We'll give God praise. Go and be blessed. God is a good God. Remember that. And he's good all the time and he loves all the time. Amen. Amen.